Self-control is not an easy thing. Even children know that's true. If they're hungry, they want to eat now. I can't count the number of times I've heard the words, when is supper going to be ready? Even though they had recently inhaled an after-school snack, their stomachs were growling again. But just how important is it that we teach our children the discipline of self-control, of waiting for gratification? I mean, they're only kids, right? Giving in to their impatient demands couldn't be that harmful, right? Wrong. Welcome to Sincerely Yours with Ann Maynes, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Hear new episodes every weekday and subscribe to our podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. In a study conducted in the 1960s by Columbia University, it was proven that the essence of emotional self-regulation is the ability to delay impulse in the service of a goal. Got that? Let me explain. A group of four-year-olds from a preschool were taken one at a time into a room with a teacher where they were told they could have a single piece of candy right now. However, if they would wait while their teacher ran an errand, they could have two pieces of candy when she returned. Now, while some children grabbed the candy immediately, several were able to wait out the excruciating time of 20 minutes. What did they do while they waited? Some covered their eyes so they couldn't see the candy. Others talked to themselves. They sang. They even tried to sleep. And of course, at the end of the experiment, those who waited received the extra candy. But the interesting part came in the follow-up. Years later, when they were teenagers, it was proven that the children who, as four-year-olds, had been able to wait for the two candies were still able to delay gratification in other areas of their lives. They were more socially competent, more self-assertive, and better able to cope with life's frustrations. In contrast, the kids who grabbed the one piece of candy were, as teenagers, more likely to be stubborn, indecisive, and stressed. Hmm. The lack of self-control. While this study showed its physical ramifications... In today's reading, we find there are spiritual ones as well. We're looking into the second chapter of the book of Second Peter. As we've already noted, the primary theme of this final letter from Peter was to warn early Christians about dangerous false teachers. Scholars indicate their message was to misguide Christians by saying that self-control was not needed because works will not gain salvation anyway. They then proceeded to lead by example, living a life of extremes and blatant self-indulgence. And this God does not take lightly. Let's read verse 10 from the Living Bible. God is especially hard on those who follow their own evil, lustful thoughts, and those who are proud and willful, daring even to scoff at the glories of the unseen world. It's important to note that just because these people openly lacked self-control did not mean they were exempt from any kind of God control. No. Where God's grace is rejected, His justice kicks in. But as we find in the book of Galatians, where the fullness of God's Spirit is, there is so much more. Beginning in verse 22 of chapter 5, listen to all that makes up this more. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, 
He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we are totally surrendered to God's Spirit, we should live a life of self-control. Because when it all boils down, the rewards of surrendering our will to His are so much better than candy, both now and for eternity. Taking you on a journey through the New Testament, this has been Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Subscribe to our podcast and join us on social media. All the details are at faithstrongtoday.com.